0: In 2021, Talk About It Outdoors partnered with an industry leading brand that has stamped its name on the outdoor industry. Cruiser Saddles in itself stands on perfection, and with every climb we make, we elevate ourselves above the rest. In addition to a support to our hunting journey, the men and women behind Cruiser believe in the same principles of life as us faith, family, and the blessings of being better as they go in every sit. If your desire to pursue your passions one step ahead of the rest, go ahead and get in the best. Check them out on all the socials or head over to their website at www.cruiser.com. That's C-R-U-Z-R.com. And tell them to the Talk About It Outdoors boys and Chasing Weekends sent you their way. The journey of life has a unique way of being able to create tried and true friendships as we go. In forming those relationships, oftentimes good things come to follow. Talk About It Outdoors is proudly supported by Cal Hardy, the Arrowhead Land Company. Cal is the leading broker over Georgia and is happy to assist you with finding the place where you can call home. With vast knowledge and an understanding of the ever-evolving real estate market and a unique old-school approach to everything he does. He exemplifies what it means to treat others like you'd want to be treated. Don't settle for being just another number in a phone. Choose Cal Hardy for all your land, home, and commercial real estate needs and become a part of his family. We sure are blessed to have him as a part of ours. Find him on Facebook, Instagram, or give him a call at 770-296-2163. Step back to the times when a feed store was more than just that, and the people inside smiled with friendly faces and provided a place for a talk on life as well as all your essential farm, livestock, and pet needs. Cherokee Feed Seed, located in Ball Ground, Georgia, with an additional location in Gainesville, are the hometown supplier of all your cattle, equine, and pet needs with the added addition of being able to keep your deer herd healthy with protein and minerals. They also carry an assortment of hunting blinds and gear, and you can rest easy knowing the people that support local ball clubs and children's sports are who your hard-earned money is going to. The people here greet you with a handshake and a smile, and Cherokee Feed and Seed give more than just a product. They give you a welcome that will make you return time and time again. Stop in next time you're in the area and tell them you're part of the Talk About It Outdoors family. A few years back, when an overbearing and overgrown backyard became an eyesore, I looked for a solution to resolve. LRS Land Services created a stunning and complete transformation turnkey at an affordable price with their mulching services. Not limited to mulching, LRS can provide turnkey grading and clearing, maintenance, right-of-way clearing, and even development for any and all forestry needs. With an innovative outlook on what is best for your land and a completely different approach than others, LRS can transform your overgrown eyesore into a beautiful landscape of your dreams. Give them a call at 404-889-1105 or check their work out on Facebook at LRS Land Services. Logan and his team are ready to make your land brand new again. Building the foundation of your life starts at the base, and the stronger it is, the better. Talk About It Outdoors is proud of our strong partnership with United Concrete and Paving and the foundation of support they provide. Whether your new home being built needs concrete work or that driveway you're tired of beating all the bearings from your pickup needs a paving, Michael and his team can provide any residential or commercial project support you might need from the ground up. If you're tired of tripping over that unsettled patio slab or a future shop build needs a smooth start, United Concrete and Paving can get you going when you need it most. Give them a call at 404-831-3036 and make sure you tell them them TAI boys are where you heard it first. You ready, Nick? Let's do it. all right everybody talk about it outdoors live from the 2022 world deer expo birmingham alabama man we fixing to turn up a full three-day weekend of fun all over the place nicholas cody alex the board and we might even have a few characters come through all weekend long our friends are in the house and we cannot wait to see what comes about y'all pull up a chair and set a while this is going to be a fun one Nicholas almost screwed up there and said live from the Cruiser Saddle Studio. But they down on the bottom floor, we on the top. We got Pistol Creek, Tony Ryder himself over here spinning it up on a turkey call. Got his bows laid out. We got all our friends from all around with us. How are you, buddy? I'm doing great, man. It's good to be
1: back in here and be in this atmosphere. This is, this is where we shine, son.
0: This is a new atmosphere for us as far as having a booth. You know, you and I came over here last year, and we had the opportunity to meet some really cool people. But for us, it was an opportunity to come back and see what alabama was all about and what they thought about talk about it outdoors
1: well i hope we show up and show out over here because i think we will and uh we've already talked to several people that's going to come by and do an episode and i don't know man i'm glad we got this two two spots here and and cody kicked butt on decorating this thing and getting
0: it laid out so got that new wall up over there the signs hanging high cody how in the world are you feeling son are you excited for the show I'm excited. Back's a little sore, but I'm here. No, the buzz is electric. People are starting to roll in now. I'm I'm really this is my first time over here. Y'all came over last time and did some uh you know, some networking and stuff, but having the booth here I think it's I'm excited to see you know how how it plays out I think it's going to be a different spin on something getting her out of our comfort zone and going to a new place. you guys went to NWTF last year and got an idea of what a new place can do for you and kind of got some ideas about what it takes to line up and do a successful new show but I think the partnerships that we uh, we founded at other places have already shined through and, and we're seeing people that we're familiar faces with mm-hmm. and we're already getting recognized for all kinds of stuff we're seeing from all over the place we've got. Permanent wooden concrete ceiling over here. He come over here
2: and done TikTok recognized Alex. Yeah,
0: so. yeah. And he said actually he was gonna start listening to the show. He spends a lot of time on the road and he loves coming and he said he was even gonna come over and do a little uh, video in front of your thing, uh your your wall you built. Okay. Because he does permanent wood ceiling, so awesome. What do you think, Nick? You're looking a little nervous over there. No, I'm not nervous.
1: I'm just thinking this is gonna be a um this is gonna be a different show for us because we haven't been here like you said before. Uh, we've been to Nashville. We knew Georgia was going to be a, a home run for us, and it was. And and um, now we've we've took what we've learned from Nashville and those two places and come, and we're going to make this even bigger. And and I just can't wait to see the traffic. I think it's going to be a little slow day. I mean, it's Friday. People's getting off work, coming in here. But I think tomorrow is going to be a what is it twelve fourteen hour day? Yeah, at it's least gonna, yeah. it's going to be a long day tomorrow. So.
0: Um, well and and right off the rip, you know, I gotta thank our, our good buddy Josh Underwood. Josh just came here all the way from Georgia. He said he was coming and, and I'm glad to see him here. Longtime supporter of the show, has has always said great things about everyone involved with it. So thanks to Josh for coming out. We got the soggy bottom boys that are over across the way from us. Alan Bullman, anybody that sees any of our hats, shirts, and things like that. Alan's the kind of the mastermind behind the brand in a lot of aspects. He's got Ben Cole. He's got Rylan Fowler, he's got AH, and then we've got Royalty Hunter products right next to him, a a good friend that's coming into into play for Talk About It Outdoors for the future, hopefully. So, uh, the SWI guys are here. They came by and spoke for a bit, Chandler, Matt, you know, good to see those guys, and I just, I I think it's different for us now when we run into people that we've done a show with and we've got 130 episodes out there. You know, the foot on the head guys, they came by and spoke for a bit and we're going to go over and speak to them. So I love it, man. I can't wait till everyone else gets here and we get this baby buzzing up. It's going to be really good because we got Taylor,
1: Caleb, and Tyler coming in. We got Mark and Mayo on the way and we're going to, uh, we're going to blow this thing out. They going, Alabama's going to know who Talk About It Outdoors is. When we play yeah, here. Yeah, and you I like know, it. this episode's going to be dropping. Everybody's going to hear this episode on Monday. Cruiser guys are here, and they've already said that they're going to bring six guys down to the bow shoot. So don't forget to bow shoot this Saturday.
0: Yep, August 20th, bow shoot at uh, my house in Waleska. If you need address, need whatever you need, you go over our social media. You still can pre-register till the day of the show. Save you a little bit of money. We've got the cruiser guys there. Cal with Whitetail Properties going to be on site. Hopefully Clayton Feed Seeds show up. Maybe they'll have a break or something with them. Uh, North Georgia Deer Process is going to be there as well. Seed? No, oh my goodness. I just messed that up. I'll have to edit that out. Cherokee Feed seed. Cherokee Feed Seeds. That four minute and 20 second mark. I'm going to have to take that one out. <laughs> That's funny. But uh, yeah, I mean... What else can I say? Great to be here. Thanks to Alan Bowman, too, for these amazing knives he brought us. Yeah, That's right. Are, what a, what a special awesome. gift um, for him to have brought me, you and Cody, and, and I'm I'm thankful to have stuff like that. Yes. Mean means more than he'll probably ever know. That's right. Let's go find somebody and line them up for a show. Cool. All right, we- we'll be back. All right, live back at the 2022 World Deer Expo in Birmingham, Alabama, we got one of the legends of the waterfowl industry, a great friend of ours from up in Illinois – Ben Cole is a published writer and an outdoorsman of all trades. That's right. He's a leader of Soggy Bottom Boys Outfitters. He's on Rooted Television. He might be a partner in a little old thing called the Poor Line that y'all are going to hear from our great friend Alan Bullman about in the near future. But, Ben, welcome to the show. Thanks for taking the time to come and talk with us. Boys, it's
3: an honor to be on y'all's show, and I appreciate you having me.
0: I don't know about an honor. You better be careful (laughs) when you say that. It it, it is
3: definitely our privilege to get you here. Hey, man, I'm just a normal guy like everybody else. I'm the local
1: redneck. (laughs) There's one thing about it. The man can grow some hair. (laughs) I guarantee you. How
0: long have you been growing
3: that hair? Uh, The hair on my head has been about two years. The hair on my chin, man, I ain't seen my chin in ten years. Wow. Are you married? oh yeah. yeah yeah wife like it oh she was the reason why i grew my hair out said they make that face prettier
0: right yeah man, that's why look. mine
3: won't let me cut mine <laughs> listen i had to cover up both sides of my face because i ain't got a good side <laughs>
0: <laughs> that's a good point. <laughs> oh my goodness well um ben tell us a little bit about what you guys do let's start with soggy bottom boys what is it and what is it all about
3: so soggy bottom boys outfitters we're located in southern illinois We do duck hunts, deer hunts, duck-deer combos, and some of the best bottom ground in the area. And not only that, but we have three different states you can choose from to hunt. Okay. So you can choose Southern Illinois, Missouri, or Kentucky.
0: So y'all are not necessarily uh, centered in one area. Y'all are centered in several states that give you the opportunity in multiple places. Exactly. And the the benefit of that is we have
3: the ability to do over-the-counter tags in Missouri and Kentucky, where Illinois is a draw state. So if you don't draw, well, guess what? You still have the opportunity to duck and deer hunt in other states.
0: It's a draw system for the uh, shotgun, right? And for both. So... When and why is Illinois starting a draw system for the bow hunting?
3: They have been doing a draw system for a long time, and I'm not really sure why they do it. Uh, I, I really don't know. I think it's has a little bit to do with limiting the number of hunters in the state from out of state. If I had to guess, that's what I would assume. You know, it's like Arkansas passing those new laws on the WMAs where certain out-of-state hunters, you can't go f- – but for certain days of the year there's there's used to you could go every day and hunt with the public boy the local boys every day but now you have to step back and you can only hunt specific days of
1: the season how hard is it to take yourself away from hunting yourself and having to take other people hunting and get them on man i love watching other people
3: kill deer and ducks just as much as me pulling the trigger that that makes me just as excited Like if I was with you boys or Alan or anybody else that's in the lodge, it makes me just as
1: happy and fulfilled to see that smile on their face. Is most of the people coming to the lodge, are they new people into duck hunting or whatever, or are they just past guests that you've had before? Man, we have a really high return rate, but we're also gaining a lot of new
3: customers based on the duck and deer combo. Um, You know, There's not a lot of places that offer that where you can duck hunt in the morning, deer hunt in the afternoon, and have a chance at a one thirty and up whitetail. That's awesome. (laughs) That's good. Yeah. Yeah. That's real good.
0: And giving them the opportunity to do that, you cater to a crowd that that may want to do both things. They could Mm -hmm. have it as a group trip, you know, where they go on a duck hunt. Duck hunt may be over in a day or two, whereas they could come in, duck hunt for a day or two, and whitetail hunt for three or four days. Mm -hmm. That's exactly right. And, you know, we, we like to offer a vast
3: variety of hunts. So that way we can accommodate everybody. Like you're saying, we can accommodate the corporate folks. We can do individuals. We can do all that stuff. And I just think the having the availability to hunt three states is is huge because you have some people that want to, they're diehard Illinois boys. You have the Missouri boys, they don't know about the other two states as much as they've heard of all the buzz of southern Illinois whitetail or western Kentucky whitetail. So it's, it's really a learning curve for us too and for me to see how different people like to hunt different states. And you know, they're, they're proud with with a 130 no Heck, I'm proud with a 110. I yeah. like a 130.
0: <laughs> I, they, don't, they don't call me Mr. 130 for nothing. I'm all about a 130-inch hey, deer. listen, I'm going to
3: adopt the philosophy of Alan Bullman, and that's it's today's year's old. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I'm, I'm, how, how old was he? Uh, not a day older than the day I shot
1: him. <laughs> that's right. Uh, ne- neither ten. Alex or myself are duck hunters, and, mm-hmm. and I've honestly, I've never been. When these people show up to the lodge, Do they want someone to call for for them, or are they coming there to call themselves? Most of the time, we do the calling. Now, I'm not going to tell anybody
3: that they can't do it. I mean, they're more than welcome to join in. But a lot of times, if you don't have the time to practice and you don't have the time to get out in the field, you're not hearing what those mallards are saying on the water. That's the difference is catching them in flight. So you hear them while they're flying. Totally different from what they sound like on the water. Okay. And that's what you're resembling is what they are doing on the water at that time of feeding or whatever it is. You want to, I mean, because that's what you're doing. You're pulling them down to the water, whether you're in the timber, the rice pan, whatever it is, that is the goal to sound like the decoys you have placed on that water surface.
4: Okay.
0: Makes perfect sense. Makes perfect. It's kind of like calling a whitetail in different parts of the year. Yeah. I mean, and ducks, do they change the tones and the cadences they use throughout the year, or do you pretty much call a mallard like a mallard all year long? A mallard's
3: called like a mallard all year long, pintails. But the thing is, you have to know when and where to use certain cadences. Okay. Uh, like, for example, a comeback call. If they're about to land in your decoys, you're not going to do that. Right. You're just going to soft-talk them in, just keep on just – a little It's real soft, and and a, the difference in the feeding call in the air is it can be fast sometimes, like a, and other times, it, and when they're on the water, it's a, back, 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 back. That's what they do. Uh,
0: I, b- I bet Ben Marsh trying to plays uh duck calls like you play turkey calls. He probably does. <laughs> <laughs> hey,
3: that's the only way to get good, right? That's
0: right. Drive the wife up the wall. Practice. I love doing that. <laughs> <laughs> well, Ben, how did you get into the outfitting business? Tell us a little bit about that journey. Man, it's
3: uh it's been quite a journey, but really what we how I got into that is I met Marshall because of um uh, Alan. Okay. And went up there last year to film a duck hunt. That was the whole point was to film a duck hunt and have it on the rooted television. Um, And it just blossomed from there. Me and Marshall hit it off right at the first. And now there in our Tennessee lodge is, is where we film our, our TV show at. Awesome. So we're doing that and booking hunts for them. And so what, what we're also doing is generating all that content for both lodges that they need to keep going throughout the season. So, you know, it's not like I'm coming in and just filming and that's it. Yeah. But I'll run guys to the blind. I'll go duck hunt with them. If they want to be a guest on Rooted Television, by all means, let's do it. You know, we, we're about having fun and, and letting people see what hunting is really about. Right. Because, man, I'm a goofball. I like to goof off in the blind. I ain't one of those that, you know, is real serious. Alan's gonna hate me during deer, deer season because I move, I talk, I fart, <laughs> I do a little bit of everything.
0: And you like to blind. eat? You like to eat in there?
1: Yeah. That, that um, was that was one of my questions. I was gonna ask him. What's the, what's your favorite meal in the duck blind? Uh, well, duck blind. It's gonna be bacon and eggs. Okay. On five cheese
3: Texas toast. All right. Okay. With a eat. Little garlic. Now we get we get serious about the breakfast in the duck woods. <laughs>
0: really yeah y'all now, got it yeah you're building a new blind right yeah 12 person you told me yeah 12 person now is it going to have an area that you all going to be able to cook oh, and yeah maybe kick back a little yeah. bit for action slow man cook
3: kick back a little bit i'll probably be in the corner smoking cigar <laughs> <laughs> tell it say boys how many did you get on that flight yeah for, for a, all right boys kill them yeah <laughs> for a duck
1: for a duck uh, hunt like that what time do you guys wake up and head to that blind Man, we, it depends on what state it's in, you because okay. if we got a little bit of a drive, then
3: we need to accommodate for that so we can get there in enough time to set up the decoys. Uh, so usually if we're right there at the lodge, depending on the time of the year too, uh, we'll get up at three o'clock, four o'clock and roll out the door at 440, something like that.
0: Okay. You like getting up early, Ben? I love shooting ducks in the face. <laughs>
3: There's nothing better than mallards, pintails, and listen, I will hunt and kill any duck as long as it's legal to take. I will do it. I don't care. I'm not a purist by any means. I like it. Favorite
1: duck recipe? Ooh. Well, that's a great one. There's
3: two of them, actually. We'll, we'll and, take two. Um, I really like to butterfly the duck breast and pack garlic in there. Okay. Like the actual garlic, not the powder, and then I take uh, Slappy Mama seasoning and pour it on there, so oh you yeah. get that Cajun Creole oh yeah. taste. Yeah, and then you double wrap it in bacon and put cream cheese in between the bacon, and put it on Ooh. the grill. We. What What time's it
0: gonna be done? Well, you know Ben's Man. a thin, Ben's a thin guy like myself, <laughs> you know. He, and so if anybody, if you're not seeing Ben, he's, he's, lying. he's Ben's he's,
1: more on the size of me. Yeah.
0: <laughs> ben and Nick could pass for brothers. Listen, ben, Ben's like the guy that uh, that's is skipping church on Sunday, and Nick's going to church for Sunday dinner, and and Ben's meeting him there afterwards. So. Yes.
3: <laughs> Look, we could be an offensive line. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. Yes.
1: I'm more like the water water I thought, boy. I saw, I saw Saban come through here earlier. Yeah. So he may stop back and talk to us. Hey,
3: he might. We might get a, <laughs> a scholarship or something for playing ball. Hey,
0: I ain't as fast as I used to be. Good thing they got oxygen tanks on the side. <laughs> well, Ben, um, you know, and, and – down the road if anyone hears this you can go over to soggy bottom outfitters uh you can check them out on instagram they've got Mm -hmm. some amazing footage they put out there got a video of ben coming up the river with his hair flying in the wind that just blows (laughs) my mind every time i see it that gator tail is throwing roosters i mean and if you want to see a great time look these guys up they've got a duck and deer combo this isn't going to be the last time that we get to speak with you we're going to get back on and do a full episode kind of tell the backstory on it Mm -hmm. but uh you know, Nicholas what else I got, you got one more question. Yeah. Southern
1: Illinois is kinda is it's known for is it is it known for the river fish that jump out of the water? Oh yeah, the you silver guys, cart. You guys do that too?
3: Oh yeah, man. We do it a lot. In fact we got a video playing over there of them silvers jumping out. Okay. Really? Oh, yeah. So man. bow
0: fishing, y'all offer that as well? And we don't think- offer
1: it as
3: a package yet, but we like to do it. Yeah. Now, are you
0: now are
1: you shooting those with a bow or are you grabbing them with a net? Shooting them with a bow okay. while they're flying in the air. Let's do that. I'm down. Yeah, I'm down
3: yeah. for that. <laughs> yes. Come on. Hey, listen, those fish will jump out of the water so fast, they'll hit you and they'll bruise you. They might cripple you as skinny as you are. I don't know.
0: <laughs> I come home with a broke leg and say, what happened? I got hit by a silver car. Gosh broke my hip. <laughs> <laughs> I already got a bad hip now, so let's not encourage that. Oh, much. hey, no. We don't want to add insult to injury there. If you want to watch some amazing television, rooted television, where, where can we find that? You can find it on YouTube and Massey Oak Go. Mossy Oak, go. We keep hearing that a lot. We do. Seems like that might be somewhere that we end up one of these days. That'll maybe if we're if we're lucky if enough, we find somebody to help us out yeah yeah hey. i'm sure there i'm sure there's probably a gentleman closer than we think <laughs> <laughs> being um your humble approach to everything you do man we love it you've got the kind of nature and tenacity that fits right in with us and, and i think that down the road when we get together in camp we may not be able to air it all but i <laughs> promise you we're going to have a good time hey
3: that sounds good to me guys i i love it i love getting on here
0: and talking with you boys it's uh heck just being around y'all is awesome yeah yeah well we got all Same. fully weekend to spend together and we're probably going to learn more about each other than we need to and uh, that's what it's all about (laughs) that is what it's
3: all about that's what the duck and deer blinds are all about is forging friendships that last forever
0: hey i like it it. the man said it get your notebooks out (laughs) notebooks out pump your brakes we're in birmingham we've got a great show going on here come by and see us uh well you can't come by and see us because this is going to drop out after (laughs) the fact but you could if you i wish you was here i'll say that so um we'll be back shortly all right, Nick, wrapping up day one here at the World Deer Expo. Uh, takeaways from day one for you.
1: Um, day one is accomplishment. We could pack up and everything can go home right now after what went down today. And I don't know how to put words into it, but I believe we, we can – I believe we got a video that we can show everybody. Maybe you can explain a little bit what went on, but – that made my whole night.
0: I think it made my whole uh, whole week, whole month, whatever you want to call it. Um, so we had a, a young boy, and his mother came by the booth, very interested in talking about the gator head, touching it, wanted to see the deer, the booth, and everything that was going on with it. Took it as a uh, opportunity to kind of speak to his mother a little bit, and um, unfortunately his father had passed away. Don't know the details around it. Don't need to know the details around it. The young man seemed to be very uh, – very in tune with wanting to do more with the wildlife. Um, they walked away, and and I told Nick, I said, we should we should have gave him a hat. And he made mention while he was standing here at our booth that he wanted a turkey call. He was wanting one of those scratching turkey calls. And um, in the, the kind-hearted approach that you are to everything that you do in this world, you, uh, you took it upon yourself to go with a foot on the head and pick him up a turkey call. They came back by. We told them to come back through, and we gave him a hat and gave him a bracelet and then you gave him the turkey call and taught him how to run it a little bit and we definitely gave it there and there were some choked up moments there when when his mother who seemed very very excited to see him get that um we don't know their circumstance we don't have to know their circumstance and for for you to come up with that idea just man it just goes show me it made me very proud in that moment to uh to see you doing that and and i know you made a you may not have made a turkey hunter for life but you made that little boy really happy this weekend i just talked to logan over here and logan
1: said that his him and his mom went by there and talked to him and logan and they're only like 20 miles south 20 minutes 30 minutes south of where foot on the head is and logan invited her to bring him up and go turkey hunting this spring
0: unbelievable that's awesome (laughs) so we need to we need to find out when that is and go up and video it for him maybe i'm down that's awesome. i'll be there um great conversation with all the guys we've mentioned earlier you, you've heard some people on the show um it's getting late in the evening and uh this show's shutting down for the night but i just want to thank everybody that, that that may have interacted with us came by the booth on the friday here at the world deer expo full teams in town and it's gonna be a fun night we'll be back bright and early on saturday so uh, y'all come back and be with us then Are you in need of forestry, mulching, tree services, hauling, grading, and excavation in the southeast? Well, give our buddy Logan Severa a call with LRS Land Services. You can head over to Facebook, Instagram, and check out his work, or give him a call at 404-889-1105. Stop putting off clearing that back for you, and give our boy a call. All right, Nick, back day two, uh, the World Deer Expo here in Birmingham, Alabama, well, had a great night, great day yesterday I don't know that we're going to be able to top yesterday's events But we're sure going to try, buddy You sound like you had a good night in your voice <clears throat> A little happened? raspy, little raspy Might have went out with the boys uh, a little bit too long And uh, had, a, had a great time I saw a few toasts being made over there last night Did we make some toasts? A few people graduating, a few people's birthday Y'all sung happy birthday twice to that lady Wow, what a lucky lady it was <laughs> <laughs> Well, we're back here this morning and, and you know, last year we were fortunate enough To meet this young man that's coming on with us and talking with us and from last year to this year he's really grown a lot um hugh skinner with uh, muddy camo what is it muddy water muddy water camo and uh skinner's outfitters uh hugh thanks for coming up buddy and, and spinning one up with us for a second absolutely thanks for having me man so tell everyone a little bit about where you're from and a little bit about yourself of course we're going we've already talked about doing a full episode but just give us a little background on where you're from
2: oh yes sir well uh, madison mississippi um originally um, started bow fishing guiding when I was as soon as I got my license and the first time I ever touched a bow, it was over. Um and then from there I uh, I picked up muddy water last year, um in November. And yep.
0: here we are. Do you do you uh do you like bow fishing? Like, do you think do like, you think we would like bow fishing? Like like is a strong
2: word. This is like a, a passion obsession. Like it's a love. Like once you start And realize that you can shoot archery and fish at the same time it's just it changes everything is it mainly just carp uh actually gar carp buffalo any trash fish um game fish are not allowed gotcha what do you do with those do you have somebody that takes them absolutely we have uh, the locals that take them there and then we uh, donate them to local fish farms for fertilizer and stuff like that okay
1: they use that fertilizer they just um compost it and spread it on fields Yes, sir. Really? That's interesting.
2: I've never, i never thought that they'd do that with fish. Yeah, they got to do something with them because, and they, and people buy them. Turtle farms as, as well. Uh, they also buy them. Have you eat gar? I love alligator gar specifically. Is um, it good. Oh yeah, dude. It's now this is a controversial topic because it's a very it's a stereotype that you know alligator gar or gar
0: are just you know trash fish. Well, yeah. Uh, far from it. Um, you make gar balls like salmon patties, or do you eat them on a fillet, or all of the above really I, I
2: smoking it grilling it yeah the gar balls are good uh every way you want to cook it we do like uh like a panko breadcrumb bake it in the oven you can saute it you can fry it you can do anything with it it's delicious it's like lobster wow wasn't
1: we just talking about that the other
0: day yeah yeah we was talking about making gar that, balls
1: when you caught that gar
0: yeah i'd caught one in the in the chatuga and it was i was like ah. Oh, we'll take it home and eat it strong fish very very strong muscular fish i mean they're not something to to tangle with you better be careful and they're sharp as a razor i mean they got those scales on them will light you up have you tried the carp
2: i did um i'm I'm not personally a fan they're a little chewy (laughs) okay Um, now there's uh the buffalo carp there's a specific way to clean them and if you get the right meat they're they're comparable to a crappie
0: i mean so muddy water uh how did it come about for you you got involved with it with someone else and now so you're the primary owner of muddy water right uh right yeah so the
2: company's been around actually for about 10 years uh they were on shark tank um they did not get a deal but uh a few people there tried to run it and uh back in november they asked for, for me to help and i uh i would love to help and i love the outdoors yeah um and i uh took the opportunity and uh, it's been a great opportunity. I've met a lot of people and uh, it's been awesome learning a lot. So you just purchased a company outright, correct? Uh no, there's several investors in oh, this company. Okay. Several okay. investors. No, I'm just uh Did they But you manager.
0: You the you the, the, the pretty much the Rep. chief operating officer though. Correct. Awesome. awesome. Do you get to make any decision on any, any camo patterns or anything? That's yeah, I'm in control of that. Okay. Yeah, That's I, cool. He's got some very cool
2: shirts. Um you can check him out. You've got a website, right? Absolutely. Muddy Water Camo or MuddyWaterOutdoors.com. dot com.
0: Okay. All right. Well, do you
2: do you book those uh fishing those boat fishing trips in
1: advance? Like at the shows like this or online?
2: Uh I'm kinda uh select so just phone call. Uh my phone <laughs> number's posted on my Instagram scanners outfitters or just DM me or uh email me. Okay. Um uh, kinda old school. What are you <laughs> nothing uh nothing wrong
0: with that, brother. What are you expecting? Um the 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 future to be for you
2: man uh the stuff that we got coming out is uh a surprise for everybody it's some stuff that nobody has and that's what's going to separate us from everybody else is nobody's going to have what we
0: have so we're teasing it now and now you've got one of my cards you're going to have to call me when you get ready to drop that out that way we can talk about it on the show absolutely absolutely awesome well thanks for coming by and i hope y'all have a good show and and safe travels home and uh If you want to check him out, go over to Instagram. Make sure you check out all his stuff. He's got some cool stuff. And if you're into bow fishing especially. But uh, if you like camouflage and you like fishing shirts, you better go check out Muddy Water because it's the neat stuff. Absolutely. Thank you, man. Yeah, man. Nick, been another fun uh, day here at the World Deer Expo. I tell you what, it's been more conversations, more people passing by the booth than I've ever seen before. You've been working that thing over there at that Cruiser Saddle uh, giveaway we got going on with those guys. So, congrats to you. Hey, i tell you what. We've been sitting right here next to Tony Ryder all day long. He's been sitting here telling me stories. I've been trying to get him. I'm going to talk him into doing a show with us sooner or later. Well, all he's got to do is just hop right across the fence there. No, uh, yeah, He can walk around. We won't <laughs> make him jump the gate.
1: <laughs> we, we've, traded, we've traded him out a seat, and that seat's been a hot item over there for me it, sitting on working it.
0: It absolutely has. It absolutely has. Well, um. I tell you what, we got a guy on uh, right now with us that I- I'm excited to hear this story, and we're not going to tell the full story. Uh, you were telling me about it last night. I was excited to get this opportunity to introduce him to our listeners, and uh, we're going to have the full story later on. But um, he's got a pretty neat story uh, that uh, that happened to him, and, and what he's done with it is even is even neater. I mean, it's it's a very cool thing and I think that it's, uh well, I'm just going to let him talk for himself, but it's called The Bull Didn't Win. He's got a book out about his story and his journey through it. Jacob, welcome to the show. I appreciate you coming over here and doing this Thank with y'all us, Thank you all for having me, man. Appreciate we got uh, two booths down from him. Yeah. Yeah. So tell a little bit about, like, an overview of, of what the actual story. I guess you could do your sales pitch, kind of yeah. you what you do, and tell us about it a little bit.
5: Well, I I was at a uh practice pen in Montgomery and um I I drew this one bull and he was a he was a bad bull. He was he was the real deal. And uh I wasn't sure about him. I I was 15 at the time and I wasn't sure about him and uh I went over to my parents and I pointed him out and um they they said no and uh I, before they knew it, I was on the bull. And I, they turned around, and I was on the bull. I was in the chute. I had my hand in my rope ready to go. And Because, uh, I mean, if you're going to be a bull rider, you got to want to be the best. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And, and uh, they turned the bull out. He took a few jumps. He jerked me down over my rope, and uh, my head went down, and his head came up, and we head-butted. And he knocked me out cold. I was, uh, I was then... At, they they said I'd wake up but I never woke up I was then airlifted to Children's Hospital in Birmingham where my family waited to learn that I had five five bleeds in my brain and I was diagnosed with the worst kind of head injury that anyone could have it's it's called a um diffuse ax- axonal injury mm-hmm. It's where it shears all your connections and you have to relearn how to do everything you had you knew how to do before and uh so, with, uh, I was airlifted to Children's of Alabama, and um, that's where they learned that I had a uh, diffuse axonal injury, and um, they were told uh, that I'd be pretty much I'd, I'd be a vegetable. Oh wow! I, I wouldn't wa- They said I'd w- I wouldn't wake up, and if I did, I'd pretty much be a vegetable. So, uh, with that being said, um, weeks went by, and uh, I. I, I ended up waking up a little bit. And um, how long were you in the coma for? I was in a coma for 48 days.
0: Oh my heavens! So, wow, 48 yeah. days. Now, I'm sure in the book that you you've written and you you authored this yourself. Um, my mom and I. Yeah. Okay, awesome, yeah. awesome, awesome. So. Um, I don't want to go too deep into it because I want want people to be able to do a little research on this, but I do want to get the full story. There's so many questions I'm spinning up in my head right now on on great conversations about it right there. But you wrote the book about your journey through that? It's
5: told, yes, it's told from two perspectives. It's told from my mom's side, being somebody like a caregiver and like a parent going through what we went through. And then it's told from my my side of the story, somebody who actually went through it. Okay went went through all the hurdles and everything that had to come with the all the all of this
0: so now you're standing here upright and and smiling and, yeah. and talking to folks and are you back 100 percent to what you were when it happened
5: they well they said i'd never wake up they said if i did wake up i'd be severely disabled and i'm not and uh I, I think I'm 100% uh, minus running. I can't run full speed, but, I mean, who needs to run unless someone, something's chasing me.
0: <laughs> I love it. I love it. Well, tell everyone where we can find your book. And and for anyone listening to this that hears this little tidbit of the story, we're going to spin up we're going to do a full episode with you because I think it would be a great opportunity to tell about the book, tell about where it was, and, and I may have to pick up a copy of that. That's, that's a story that may be something. I don't know that I'd read it with a dry eye. I'll be honest. Yeah. yeah.
5: You can find it on uh Amazon anywhere uh anywhere online globally you can find it. So okay. uh, a- Amazon or any online bookstores.
0: What's the title of it? The bull didn't win. The bull didn't win. You all right. all? Go ahead, I'm sorry. Let,
5: let me ask you this <clears throat> before we
1: sign off on this
5: before we do the full one. You think all this happened? You think God's got a purpose in life for you? I do. I honestly do. I wasn't the I was a Christian before, but I wasn't a. I wasn't I wasn't as close as I am to him now but I'm 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 a I'm a firm believer now and I, I'm a I'm a real deal Christian now.
1: And I shouldn't say that in a way that makes it sound like that we don't all have a purpose cuz we do. Of course that announcement comes on. But I, I'm sure the what you have that I'm about to wait for that
0: that's what we have to listen to all the time we're here so once <laughs> again
5: 24
0: seconds. Sorry.
1: Sorry everybody listen to this. I am go and um, cut that out. But I was just gonna tell you that, you know, that I didn't mean that to come off like like nobody has a purpose. Because we all have a purpose here on life. You just got a second chance at it. That's right, correct. And and I hope you're making the best of it, and I'm sure you are, and it looks like you are.
5: I am uh uh I don't think I was living my life the way that God would want me to live my life. I, yes, I was riding bulls and I was having fun, and I had everything a teenage boy could want. I was, I was, I played all sports. I was the most athletic that you've ever seen, and uh, I played all sports. And I just, I know God has a, diff, a different plan for me and a deeper purpose for me, and I know that His way is different than my, our ways, and. His way is always the best way.
0: Amen. Love it. Well, can't wait to get this full episode done with you uh, in the near future because I got cold chills standing here listening to you tell <laughs> a little bit, man. I'm probably as tenderhearted as I am. I'm gonna be a muddy, uh, wet, crying mess after that one. I'm sure. So we appreciate you taking the time to come over here. Hope you have a great rest of the show, and uh, we'll be talking to you real soon. Thank y'all, man. Thank, Thank y'all, you man. for having me. All right, everybody, back at uh, the Gon Outdoors. Wait a minute, this ain't G-O-N, this ain't the outdoors, this is the World Deer Expo in Birmingham, Alabama, I've got my boots on, Nick, these light boots I just picked up downstairs, I've got them on, I'm wearing them around, things is getting deep, so I had to get it on, and I know the next guy we got coming on here for a second, he can definitely talk about it, he's been doing this thing for a while, he is the leader, the host, the uh, man behind the crown of the podcast world in the South. In my opinion, got a great show, but the Southern Outdoorsman
4: host... Mr. Jacob, it's a pleasure to finally meet you, man. I got to say that, man. Alex, I see that you have some experience. It seems like being a host, man. That was a very good introduction. I'm like, I don't know if you got a voice for radio, but you definitely got a face for radio. So. Uh, yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> me and you can have some fun I, together. Listen, there we listen
4: go. you and me, we both have a face for radio. That's one thing. We'll come out here to uh, the expo, talking to people and some of the booths, and someone will come up behind me. like, man, man, I know your voice. I'm like, yeah. I'm like, you just don't ever see my face, and you don't want to either. So, <laughs> it always shocks people when they see us. But, yeah, guys, uh, thanks for having me on. It's going to be fun. By the way, y'all have an awesome booth here. Listen, I was pretty impressed. I walked up yesterday. I was like, man, y'all f- went full out on this expo. So, Thank we you, uh,
0: Coming to Alabama for the first time, it was an opportunity for us to do that. We wanted to make a statement. We wanted to kind of get in where we fit in, so to speak. And we wanted to see what our growth was and, and how far of a reach we had now. Alabama's been a great show for
4: us. I got to admit, these these people here in uh, in Birmingham know how to treat us to a good time for sure. Yeah, oh, yeah, it's a good time. But man, you know, it's exciting to be here. It's kind of cool to kind of find some other guys that are having you know a fun time, you know, doing podcasts in the southeast and kind of making stuff happen. Because you know, back when we got started, dude, there wasn't a whole bunch of guys doing it, and it's kind of cool to kind of see more and more people get into. Because I'm the kind of guy i look at it as like, man, if you want to do a podcast, do it. And once you kind of get into it, you're going to figure out like the work and figure out is it something that's a passion for it? Because it's something that if you don't love it, you're not going to continue to do it. And that's something that we've learned to, you know, kind of figure out. It's like, man, it's a good time. You could talk to so many different people, have fun conversations. And, uh, you know, it seems like y'all have a, a fun time while doing the podcast. So it makes <laughs> what, it fun.
1: What year did you guys start? And How many episodes are you looking at now?
4: So we started in 2018. So going on, it'll be five years this February uh by the time i don't know when this will come out but by the time this probably comes out we will be just over 400 episodes that's a lot so, that's yeah. a lot so five years 400 episodes 65 to 70
0: a year that's 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 booking it
4: oh yeah and it, it's something that you know i've had people ask us all the time it's like okay at what point are you gonna run out of stuff to talk about and the thing is i don't have to worry about running out of stuff to talk about i gotta worry about if i can find people to talk about good get, get to find out uh, there's a lot of successful hunters in the southeast. A lot of people are willing to come on the show, share that knowledge, and uh, you know, it doesn't look like that's going to run out anytime soon.
1: Where was the Where was the first time that you realized, or do you remember back the first time you realized that, like this is one, of, this is what you wanted to keep doing? Was there a moment of?
4: Oh man, uh, probably it was probably on episode fifty. Uh, around that time, we had interviewed a guy named Richard Fott from Arkansas, big buck killer, public land guy. And, uh, we had some awesome feedback from the episode and a lot of guys had reached out like, man, that really helped me out. And it was like, it was really the feedback from people saying that like, this actually helps me. Cause like early on we were interviewing guys and it's kind of funny, like ev- everything's progressed with the podcast now, like, you know, I have a whole vetting system. I do like, I vet every single guest before they come on the show, I do it. I talk to them at least 30 to 45 minutes to make sure Hey, is this person legit before we can even get on a call? And can they even he- hold a conversation? So that's been part of it. But early on, man, we were talking to anybody, everybody we get our hands on. And uh, that feedback from Richard's episode was eye-opening. Like, dude, like, this is not only, like, something that we've enjoyed because there's nothing about making money. Like, dude, it was just about, like, what could we learn personally to make us better hunters uh, and then share that experience with other people. And that episode, the feedback was just fantastic. It was episode I think it's like episode fifty-one, which is rough audio. Like compare what we do now. Like I don't even recommend you really go back and listen to it. But uh, <laughs> we, we, we've done other episodes with him. But yeah, I mean, it's been fun.
1: This guy gets us every time. Every time. um Yeah, it's it's it's. I've listened to several of your guys' episode. Of course, I didn't I didn't start listening to it. I started listening to podcasts about two years ago, and and uh, I've listened to several of your guys' podcasts. Some of the ones I wanted to listen to, and um, it's 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 really good show. You guys are you do a good job with it. I
4: appreciate. You know, it's one of those things that like everybody's got to find like your niche. Like, what is like the thing that you're passionate about? Because I we actually did a presentation, or well behind-the-scenes presentation for someone who uh, is assistant superintendent for a school district where they're actually teaching podcasting as a curriculum from third grade until 12th grade. Really? Yeah. And she wanted more information about it. And I thought she was just going to do it just as a presentation, just a one-time thing. No, she's teaching this presentation to the teachers who then is going to take this and build a curriculum about it to, like, do audio editing, communication skills, how to build a podcast, literally from third grade up into 12th grade. And uh, we were talking about, like, she was like, you know, asking like what we did. I was like, Yeah, we have a hunting podcast. And she's like, okay. And she was asking like, Well, how do you do a podcast? Is in like figuring out what you talk about. I'm like, you can do a podcast about anything. You can do a podcast. A kid eats boogers. He can do a podcast about <laughs> eating boogers. dude. You can do a podcast about whatever you want as long as you're passionate about it, you're curious with it. And you can either talk about yourself or you can figure out who you need to talk to and understand the communication skills to interview them and get the information out of them that you need in order to, you know, share that story. And that's the cool thing about podcasting. It's this it's the only way I've talked to a lot of companies about this. It's the only way to build long form conversation that you can't really get through video, and you definitely can't get through social media. Right. And that's what podcast really steps in, and it really takes the place of radio hosts because radio you have certain time slots, you only have a certain amount of time that you can talk about something before you got to move on to the next topic, or your guest has to leave. On a podcast, we could be on here for three hours and talk about whatever we want, and it's that long form conversation that people really enjoy, especially guys and gals out there that had that job where you know they're in their truck a whole bunch, they're in their vehicle a whole bunch, they travel a whole bunch. They have a lot of time on the road or even at their job site, what they have time to be able to listen to you with headphones. And that's where a podcast really kind of steps in as a way to kind of connect those people to, you know, people like us who, you know, have a voice to be able to come on here and have a good time and talk about whatever we want to discuss. And, and people really enjoy that. So podcasting has been outstanding. And kind of this, the whole change of podcasting in the last few years has been crazy. Uh, and just like how popular it's gotten. And I'm, again, I'm one of those guys like, if you're interested in doing podcast, do it because yep. it's very low entry to barrier to get into it, and you'll learn very quickly is this something that you want to continue to do or is it not worth your time. And, again, it's, it's just worth trying if you haven't done one before.
0: A lot of podcasts came and gone. In that oh, yeah. Listen, been time. there,
4: done that. I know a lot of guys came and gone. It's like, and nothing against them. Us in our two year time, we've yeah. seen a bunch come and go. It, it's it's one of those things that, like, I'm like, cool. Cause now they understand, like, what it takes to actually do this and do it right and then have some success with it and grow something because it's not easy. And it's all, it's also, it's not like YouTube or like, cause YouTube, you can grow like a YouTube channel so quickly with really cool interactive content because it's so easy to find. It's hard to find a podcast. Like again, I walked over here. Y'all are great guys. I'll be one hundred percent honest. I don't walk, listen to a whole bunch of other podcasts. I was like, I walked up, saw y'all sign. And I'm like, man. I'm like, I haven't heard y'all before. Yeah. And to came to talk to you. I'm like, y'all just right across the border in old Georgia. Um. And that's the problem with podcasts is you can't find it like on YouTube where it's like automatically suggesting new feeds. Right. That's the thing about podcasting, like trying to grow a podcast itself. Y- you have to do it organically. It's that's like right. p- paid advertisement stuff like that. It doesn't really work with podcasts. Where YouTube, it can like really take to the next level. Same thing with social media, uh, and really a lot of times social media doesn't always translate to podcasts as well because some people just don't want to sit down and listen to us. <laughs> so. Yeah, I mean that, that
0: that's a hundred percent. Organic growth is what we have said from the beginning. We're going to focus on. We've bought boosted spots, mm-hmm. you know, on social media that do jack for us. But I can post something on. TikTok or another platform, Instagram, and, you know, get some interaction with people and get a good positive feedback from it. And then immediately we see our downloads go up. And that just means we see new followers. We see new people coming on, or we have a guest on. We'll we'll experience certain forms of growth. Our last guest, I think we added 30 people just on Facebook off that one guest. That's the kind of growth you want, in Mm -hmm. my opinion, because if you get 100 people that follow, But they don't really do anything. Mm -hmm. Did you really gain anything?
4: Yeah. And I think we talked about this a little bit yesterday, but I talked about this with some other people. Is when it comes to like podcasting, um, this is kind of like behind the scenes listeners kind of get a better idea of like what it all entails. One thing that keeps people from like wanting to continue to do podcasting, not only is the time suck, because it is a time suck getting together, especially if you have other hosts or co hosts and you're trying to like line stuff up, whether it's with guests or not, just trying to line everybody's schedule up, especially you got kids, family, holding on to yards, it's tough. But also it's when you don't see the growth and like, especially if you pay attention to analytics and analytics don't really change, you're like, well, nothing's happening. Like this kind of sucks. When you continue to kind of focus on that organic growth and you see it, you're like, oh man, this is like, has me way more excited. Like, yeah, let's just keep rocking and rolling. It does. So it's like, absolutely. And this is our busy time of the year, the fall. I mean, it's like, I've explained to some guys, it's like, if you look at a chart, it's like to the moon. Like it ain't stopping mm-hmm. all the way through January. It'll plateau in January, stay like that all the way through June. And it's, back up again so ours
0: really peaks kind of like a it's kind of like a a roller coaster Mm -hmm. and it's really busy right now we're up 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 deer season we stay up we get to january and we found that we talk predator hunting then because that's a that's a big topic for us and we've been able to speak on that and we get the guests on for it we can talk to it it kind of doesn't fall completely back to the bottom but it goes down a little bit Mm -hmm. and then we go right into turkey season and man turkeys turkeys talk as bad as I hate it and, and everybody that <laughs> listens to our show knows I'm not a turkey hunter. I've said it enough, but I'm becoming one. Nick's teaching me and he's training me well. It it goes right back up again. And some of our best episodes I hate to say this, have been turkey hunting. <laughs> <laughs> that's because
1: we're that's because we're a southern based podcast. And that's what, you know, there's a lot of southern hunters down here. And like you said though, going back to if you if you go to Spotify and type in Outdoor Podcast. It, you, who knows where Southern Outdoors is going to land? Who knows where Talk About Outdoors is going to land or the next one? You know? It's just come along and you're like, oh, uh, they had so-and-so on there. I want to listen to it. Yep. And I think that's how they start finding them.
4: And that's one thing. We've actually been, had talks with Spotify about some of this to make it easier to find certain topics or certain things just because, again, YouTube, especially YouTube, because YouTube, you, you know, again, you could have videos that you get a couple hundred views on or maybe a couple thousand views, and also you get one that hits – 60, 80,000 views. And you're like, well, what the heck happened? And like, for some reason, based off the content, based off the thumbnail and, and the searchability, for whatever reason it was recommended, a ton of people found it. Well, it's it's hard to do that on podcasts. There's no platform out there that allows you to go and you know just be start scrolling, like, oh, this is kind of interesting, click it and start listening. So that's one tough thing about, again, the growth of podcasts and reaching those new audience. Uh, but again, it's exciting, though, because it's like stuff like this. This is the kind of places that People learn more about podcasts because it's amazing. Yep. Even like we're all ingrained with it. How many people you'll meet that's like, what is a podcast? Oh yeah, and, and it's not even a certain generation. You'd think be like some of that older generation. There's some younger people that like, what is a podcast, and they just don't know about. But the cool thing is, it's growing.
1: Dude, somebody stopped by here a while ago and thought we were selling this equipment.
4: Yeah, they <laughs> were like, what's they, up they, with your
0: yeah, earbuds?
4: Yeah,
1: they wanted to sell. They wanted to sell our headphones. Or want to sell our headphones or our mics.
0: That that's so, hilarious.
1: And then when we went to NWTF, we had this set up, and they thought we were the announcers for them. So. It's, it's interesting to see. Let me ask you this about doing the podcast, and since you're a hunter also, has it changed the way you do things in, differently than, than you've done before?
4: Like hunting-wise? Uh, yeah, hunting Oh, 100%. Wise. Oh, dude, like, my, like, knowledge of, like, especially whitetails, we had a conversation with our buddy, uh, Michael Pike, who's a guest co-host quite often, uh, especially in the past, and, uh, and see, by the way, now now you can kind of hear in the background, this is why I'm not a big fan of waterfowlers. I'm not a big <laughs> waterfowl hunter. But, dude, these guys, guys on goose calls, I'm like, listen, there's not much more of an annoying sound in nature than a goose. I'm sorry if you're a big waterfowler. You won't, you won't like our podcast then. They won't person. like ours either. Yeah, really? so. <laughs> we don't
1: have one duck hunter.
4: <laughs> so, but, no, but um, well, the, the, the amount that. of knowledge, like white-tailed knowledge, especially about wind and thermals and, like, uh, wind currents and, like, that kind of knowledge is – looking back four years ago to, like, where we're at now, it is so much higher. It is unbelievable. And, like, be able to break down aerial maps. Um, and then also in the field, translating into the field, too, like, just the amount of, like, success, but also, like, what we're finding now in the field with the knowledge that we've learned from the podcast. It's not like we've learned it necessarily from ourselves. It's talking to so many people that have the experience. we we'll are going out there and implement Like, dude, a lot of this stuff works. And be able to take it to the next level has helped tremendously. Um, and especially, you know, like, at our age that we're young enough now like there's so much the cool thing about podcasts you can learn so much in such a short period of time same thing with youtube in such a short period of time you can learn so much information that literally took a lot of these guys that were interviewing that's in their 60s four decades to learn that's and right. we can learn a lot of that stuff we can't learn the, the lessons but we can learn what have they kind of jumped the hoops through what, what kind of hoops they've jumped through in yeah. order to get to where they're at we can learn that a lot quicker now but it's about going out and implementing and that's been a huge part with us and we had two of our um Guys I went out to eat last night with, Michael Perry, which I don't know if y'all interviewed him quite, that he's come through here. See the buck, the guy that killed yeah, the buck? Yeah, killed yep, a, yep. the we got, we got
0: one set up for him cool. for the future. So. so
4: Perry, he's been a guy we've had on podcast multiple times over a few years. Well, two guests or two listeners went and implemented what he talked about about three years ago, and they killed three giants that are on that wall now off public land. Doing, using, using what he talks about. Wow. And wow. literally in the matter of three years, from the time they heard him on the podcast, in a matter of three years, they killed three bucks over 140 inches in 13 days on public land in Alabama. Dude, that's awesome. Yeah.
0: But that goes back to what you said, the ability to take a hunter that may not have the knowledge basis for all the generational time because the time spent in the woods, he didn't learn the lessons— you guys do a very good job, like we do, of telling those lessons and being able to teach those lessons through a podcast. And a guy right down the road, he doesn't have anything better to do than listen to a podcast. Yep. So why not give him something that he can spin up and use for hunting season in whatever aspect it may be? And you and you also build these
1: relationships with these people. And a prime example is, is we met this guy in Salt Lake City, Utah, and Cody was able to go turkey hunting with him and now he's going to get to come chase a whitetail for the first time. You know? So that's what makes it, too. Well,
4: that and also, I mean, to me, it, it really comes – oh, no, you're, you're good. I was going to say, it really kind of comes down to, like, when we get listener success stories, when we have guys or, or, or girls, we have one that I saw yesterday, we actually interviewed her. She went from being a guest – or I'm sorry, a listener to actually a like guest on the podcast in a matter of a year starting bow hunting because of the amount of success she had implementing stuff from the podcast, and she's like one of the most hardcore hunters I've ever met, and she's yeah. only been bow hunting for like a year and a half now. They're but just, it's awesome. That success when we have people that reach out like, "Hey, I learned something from Michael Perry, you know, hunting bluff gaps or whatever, hunting hill country mountains, went out there and implemented, it, had success." That refires us up of like, you know, not only continue the podcast, but also kind of see what's going on success wise. Well, I I'll, I won't. Uh, uh, sat here and listened through the whole
0: announcement again. I'm sorry we got it on here, but I want to thank you as a uh as a kind of a pioneer in in the podcast world for taking the chance or, or the uh the time to come over and speak with us. Um, I hope we can do something together in the near future and do a full episode because I think what you guys bring to the table as far as a knowledge basis goes is this great I mean. Yeah. I, I love that. I'm a Southern man. Southern man. <laughs> I listen to it over and over again. Abs- so.
4: Absolutely. No, I appreciate y'all letting me come on here and talk a little bit. I mean, it's exciting. You know, it's and this is like just getting started. Like I've had a couple of people talk about like just not to make this whole little segment about podcasting in general, but like. Talking about, like, what is the next step with podcasting? And there's a lot. And, like, we just launched a podcast network and we're doing a lot of other things, and there's a lot of things to be done in the podcast realm. But really, it's exciting because this is one way that you can really take your hunting to the next level if you listen and kind of figure out how to implement some of these things that some of these successful guests talk about. And again, when it comes down to us, we've had guys talk about, like, well, how do you not get burned out? Because you hear one perspective one week and a guy's super successful. And then you hear perspective the next week with somebody who, just completely different from the guy from the previous week, but still is very successful. And that's a problem that we have is you can't listen to what everybody says and kind of go out there and right. implement because you'll be switching tactics back and forth so constantly you're not going to have any success. So you really got to try to find somebody, and this is this is a piece of advice for the listeners find somebody that you really mesh with personality yep. wise and where they hunt and their hunting style. And just focus on what they do and even kind of maybe reach out to them as a mentor. A lot of our guests, if you reach out to them through social media, a lot of them are very willing to talk to you on the phone yep. and help mentor you a little bit. And those are the ones, those listeners have the most success. Yep. Like the two guys, Haynes and Chase, who've got three giants on the wall over here behind us. Uh, that's what they did. They found the one guy that works best for them kind of with, with their air. They all hunt the same air as Perry. And, uh, and dude, they cash in, cash in big. And they, the crazy thing is they get some bigger bucks for chasing this year too. So That's awesome. Well, so. um, you
0: know, if anybody wants to, to listen to it, one, uh, of our listener base, you want to hear a great podcast, the uh, Southern Outdoorsman's a great one to go and check out. And I just I just got a funny feeling sitting here. This won't be the last time that we're talking with you for sure. A-
4: absolutely. Anytime, guys. I appreciate you all letting me come on. And, you uh, it's been a pretty cool show. we got one more crazy day tomorrow. Uh, but, again, thanks for coming on. And, guys, uh, again, I appreciate
0: it. Yeah, man. Thank you very much. Thanks, buddy.
4: All right. All right, everybody, we are uh, still rolling right here
0: along on Saturday at the World Deer Expo, not the G.O.N. show, as I said earlier. It's been a long day, Nick. I apologize. It's, it's
1: getting late in the evening, buddy. I about lost my voice over here talking to so many people. I know,
4: gosh. I got, a just... week,
1: I got to get me some cough drops or something. <laughs> oh, get him a cough drop. It's, it's been a great show, man. I cannot believe the turnout today. I believe there, honestly, I believe there's more people came through today than there there was at the uh, NWTF show. Honestly, I do believe that.
0: Wow, that's awesome to hear. Well, great show for us. We've had a great experience. And winding up here on Saturday, Mr. Austin Stone from Tactical Approach Outdoors up in the good state of Missouri is, well, he's got something that's kind of special. And a lot of people listening to this show are probably going to take it as an opportunity to learn a little more. I might even check it out myself. So, Austin, take it away, man. Tell
6: us what Tactical Approach is all about. Well, thanks for having me on, guys. I appreciate you. So, Tactical Approach Outdoors, we've built an online deer hunter education course that covers 23 different topics, it's 40 videos long, and is over five hours of educational material. And I've made it to the point where anybody can understand it and take away from it. So, from the very beginning, deer hunter that's just getting started all the way to someone that's a little bit more intermediate that's just looking for a little bit more success, maybe see a little bit more deer, shoot a little bit, bit bigger buck and whatnot, and they can take that so they get two-year access to us, so you get two deer seasons out of it. And I'm pairing that also with an online mentoring as well. So okay. that, that way I can take a more of a hands-on approach. Rather than, than doing just a straight-up consulting call, I can take more of a hands-on approach. You've got a question, I, I've got an immediate answer for you boom i'm helping you in the moment as much as i can so try trying to help bridge that educational gap for folks that are trying to get into the industry and also trying to just see some more success that in their woods that's what they what they would like to see
0: is it midwest hunting that you mainly focus on or have you spent any time on i know you chase them on public land that's a big yep. that's a big topic yep. is it Chasing public land in the Midwest, or have you done it in the South or in any other states?
6: So what we've done primarily is we've gotten into the Midwest. So we've hunted—Missouri is our home state. I, last year, I shot a nice Iowa book. We hunted Kentucky for the first time, and okay. we've hunted South Dakota a lot. So predominantly, our, our hunting's been centered around the Midwest. Okay. But I've tried to make this course fundamentally sound, that you could actually take this to any region— and then just fine-tune it per region
0: from okay. there. I think that's the big thing that, not to take anything away from hunters in the Midwest, because I'm telling you, they is some absolute hammers there. Absolutely. But people that have had to suffer and experience what southern, and especially southeastern Georgia, Alabama, Tennessee, hunting is like. Yeah. They go to the Midwest and they generally find some serious success. Yeah. So it's it's good to hear you say that you've made it fundamentally sound around it and you need to fine-tune yeah. it. Not not saying that the hunters in the Midwest aren't earning it by right. any means, yeah. but hunting the South, it's tough. And, it, and it, it's very, very hard to take a new hunter and throw them out where we may see four to five deer a season mm-hmm. yeah. at times. I mean, we've literally yeah. had seasons where we'll only see a handful of deer, yeah. but not doe, not buck deer, period. Yeah. So. It's a different concept, Mm -hmm. but making it fundamentally sound to where you could cover different states. I love it, man. Great, great idea.
6: Yeah, I appreciate it. Yeah, and that's what I really, because really deer hunting is pretty fundamental when it comes down to just moving around the the state. Deer act like deer. And then you just kind of fine-tune it when it comes to, you know, bedding cover, Mm -hmm. terrain features, and food sources available, and also hunting pressure. As you know, hunting pressure is a massive part of it. Yeah. And, you know... The, the Midwest gets hammered with hunting pressure as well. Oh, yeah. I, I know you guys down here, down south, you guys have a deal different. We
0: got a four month seasons. rifle season that's in a Georgia. That's huge. That's massive.
6: <laughs> yeah, we, we got 10 days in Missouri. So, wow. I mean, that deer get killed up there, but they, they don't have four months to shoot them. So. Right.
0: <laughs> do, you, uh, do you take into this a lifetime of, of wins and losses and apply it to the fundamentals? And where has been your biggest mentorship? to teaching you how to do this
6: so, how to hunt basically yeah so my dad got me started okay. when I was when I was real young I started carrying a gun when I was 10 yep and we've always been public land hunters okay. we, we've we've really never done much of anything else other than public land hunting yeah and that's how I got my start and then I just kind of progressed it from there so you you know we're you see that that one De- deer a year and you got to shoot what you can you know because you get such few opportunities right and it's progressed to the point now you know i'm looking for a little bit more mature animal you know the my knowledge base has gotten a little bit better and it's just just progressed right so that that's where i want to help you know folks that had didn't grow up with that mentor like i did getting in you know moving into the industry because i started so young you know, I've been hunting for over 20 years now, right? And everything's been on pressured ground. So I wanted to help that that person that hasn't had that mentor kind of get into do it. You know, there's a there's a lot of folks out there that want to get into it.
1: What, yep. What age demographic do you typically? What which one which one of those age demographics usually reach out to you most? Do you think
6: mostly. 25 to 55. Okay, is, So it's is, a lot of is, adults. Is a, a lot of adults. And that, that's what, what I've centered it around. Cause I, I had a lot of people when I was developing this idea, had a lot of pe- people asking me, hey, you know, I really want to get into deer hunting, but I, I honestly don't even know where to start. Yep. You know, no, I didn't grow up with it. No, I don't have someone to really walk me through everything and kind of help figure it out. So I'm like, okay, well, there's, there's something here that I can help with. You know, there's a lot of youth programs out there, which is awesome. And this is just as a youth hunter can still take this and get something out of it. It's still just as much for that. But also it's set up in a manner that because it's virtual, it doesn't, you know, I can help adults with their busy lot lifestyles that that we've got with hunting and family, you, you know, help you on a virtual level where you don't have to travel somewhere and learn it. Per, and have me in person and I can work with anybody anywhere. That, that's a cool thing about it too.
0: I think, uh, I think what you're doing is a very, very neat thing. Um, we've had people on the show that are adult onset hunters. Mm-hmm. and I think that's a big thing, a word that we never heard before. You know, yeah. adult onset hunting, people yep. that get into it later on life. But um, I would love to spin up uh, an episode in the future and do a more in-depth review of what you've really got going right. on. Um, you know, uh, maybe sometime in the next few months, especially with deer season coming along and people wanting to get into it. Uh, where can everyone find your stuff?
6: So you could find me on Instagram, TikTok, and YouTube, Tactical Approach Outdoors. You can also look me up at com, and that's where you're going to find my services, deer hunter academy and everything along those lines so i've got a fit facebook also but i use instagram and tiktok a little, little bit more and youtube a little bit more than facebook i've got a i've got a question i'm not going to ask it now yeah. but i just thought of
0: something that when we get it we get them on for a full episode i i'm gonna hit you with this one <laughs> you ain't gonna it's gonna come out of left field i just thought of a good one i'm gonna have to write it down because i'll remember it but thanks for thanks for taking the time to come over and, and talk with us um it is well there's a speaker again but we'll be talking soon austin thank you very much yeah, man great. thanks right. for having me but, on yes sir
1: you ever been riding down the road seeing a piece of property that you couldn't live without or maybe just wanted to sell your own land Give our boy Cal Hardy with Whitetail Properties a call. 770-296-2163, day or night, or check him out on Facebook. All
0: right, Nick, final day here at the uh, Alabama World Deer Expo. Son, we dragging hind leg today.
1: Son, my old voice is going like Nashville, boys. <laughs> I've been a high squeaking all day. You can hear it. Oh, It went out about... Uh, a little after lunch yesterday, I believe, and uh, after last night's, um, what do you want to call that? Last night dinner.
0: What's a good word for meeting in the mines? Yeah, it was forty one of us. It was a collection of people that never knew each other before that have became. Well, I'll just say this: I've got some friends after leaving this weekend, and I consider them friends.
1: This, this show ain't gonna be very long, you know, because we didn't do a lot of podcasts. We didn't have a lot of time to do it, but um, all in all, we made some great relationships and i believe we're going to have a lot of followers coming up from what we've done this weekend
0: yeah and i think we're going to have a lot of opportunity to do some shows we might have to go back to two a week with all these shows we got lined up we might have to man. that's all right we can spin it up maybe double header a few of them but uh introduce some people to the show introduce some people to us got some new uh branded partners hopefully to work with and 23 got new arrows we bought new boots so we're i mean we're got all kinds of cool stuff coming and, and i tell you Going back to Friday's events and then going through, you know, last night our big discussion we had, it just goes back to show you and reminds us a lot of times that the the thankfulness that we have to have in God and our faith, it just comes through and shines so hard. I woke up this morning with a smile on my face and thankful, thankful for this opportunity. So thank you for for making it what it is because you continually show me a better way to do things, and uh, I, I appreciate it, man. Yes, sir, buddy. All right. I've enjoyed it Let's roll well, You ain't got to talk much <laughs> Everyone uh, Check out all the shows We'll tag everybody in it These are all shorts If you hear something you like Interested in Make sure you check them out But uh, We'll see y'all back in Georgia Smile as you go Don't forget Mount the members Are you thinking about Buying or selling land In this crazy real estate market Give our boy Zach Bobo a call He's a full-service real estate company that services all of North Georgia, and they've been ranked number one for all your buying, selling, or investing needs for three years running. Check them out on Facebook and Instagram at Zach Bobo Real Estate, or online at zackbobo.com. Building the foundation of your life starts at the base. And the stronger it is, the better. Talk About It Outdoors is proud of our strong partnership with United Concrete and Paving and the foundation of support they provide. Whether your new home being built needs concrete work or that driveway you're tired of beating all the bearings from your pickup needs a paving, Michael and his team can provide any residential or commercial project support you might need from the ground up. If you're tired of tripping over that unsettled patio slab or a future shop build needs a smooth start, United Concrete and Paving can get you going when you need it most. Give them a call at 404-831-3036 and make sure you tell them them TAI boys are where you heard it first. A few years back, When an overbearing and overgrown backyard became an eyesore, I looked for a solution to resolve. LRS Land Services created a stunning and complete transformation turnkey at an affordable price with their mulching services. Not limited to mulching, LRS can provide turnkey grading and clearing, maintenance, right-of-way clearing, and even development for any and all forestry needs. With an innovative outlook on what is best for your land and a completely different approach than others, LRS can transform your overgrown eyesore into a beautiful landscape of your dreams. Give them a call at 404-889-1105 or check their work out on Facebook at LRS Land Services. Logan and his team are ready to make your land brand new again. Are you in need of a decluttering? barn or garage slap full of stuff you just don't need or is your construction site needing a dumpster give our buddy tony at georgia junk and dumpster rental a call with services ranging from junk removal to roll-offs georgia junk is here to help with any and all removal needs if it's time to get that parking spot back or the boat needs a place inside tony and his team can surely assist servicing Cherokee, Cobb, Bartow, and surrounding counties. Give them a call at 404-406-3501 or check them out on Facebook at Georgia Junk. Clean up the yard in short order
4: with Georgia Junk.